How long did it take for you to get out of your depression? Um, well, I taught another year and then resigned and backpacked for two years. So I would say three years. Then I was actually back on track again. Tell us about those two years when you were out in the wilderness, uh, as it were. Yeah, I left um, Namibia and my environment because I thought I just have to... Um, deal with myself yes. and I made a bucket list when the doctor told me you've got cancer and I wasn't sure if I'm going to survive or not and the bucket list was place I would love to see place or the places that I love to see before I die Yes, and I did that in these two years except Rio de Janeiro so I've been to New York and all kinds of things, everything that I've written down and suddenly I realized if you've got aims and dreams in life yeah. um, then life is worth living Exactly. when I was depressed with cancer you think well um, life doesn't make sense How did your cancer survival change if at all your views on your mortality um, well I live more um, a colorful life now yeah. um, I changed a lot I was a teacher and deputy principal now I'm a graphic designer sure I was a, back, a couch potato for 20 years didn't do anything started running four years later I finished comrades no nice. so cancer actually made me strong yeah w wake up call that sometimes yeah, yeah, uh, we need early in my life exactly yeah. uh, Josie says how does losing one testicle affect your sexual performance um, well, I often get that question, and it doesn't affect is this, you at all. Is this before foreplay or afterwards? <laughs> it doesn't affect you at all. Yes. I always say a pistol just needs one magazine to hit the target, oh, and yes. the same with one nut. Uh, exactly, and one nut can reload also if it needs to. Yeah. Uh, Rosh says, funny story, I went through the same thing seven years ago. Most embarrassing moment was when I was booking in for the operation, and while we were booking in, my mother, who was with us, uh, kept saying in a loud voice, son... Um, can I get you an artificial ball? And you can now get artificial... Well, I've got one too. I always say one... My, is my it one... important to have that? Yeah, it looks normal. I know the one is fake, um, but it looks normal and it just feels good. Um, it's perfect to do this. As in feels good to have one or feels good to be felt? Both. <laughs> You're working on a project currently. What project is that? Um, the project is it's got the same name as my book. It's called Love Your Nuts, Testicle, edu Testicle Cancer Education in a Nutshell. Yes. And we're busy with a school program that we like to get into all schools because it's a young man's cancer. Mm. And to make the boys aware, and they're going to talk about this at home, and their dads are normally younger than 40, so via the school I can get, get to the, the dads. Get to the dads in fact, one of your former students says you saved his life. Yeah. Um, I, when I was a teacher, I, I, every year I had a lesson in biology class, and it was called, we're talking bobs and boobs and balls. Yes. And in 2006, a former student of mine came and invited me for coffee just to say thank you that I've mentioned in class. And he said to me, because of that, I went to the doctor, and you actually saved my life when I was 16. So at 16 already? Yeah. The youngest cancer, testicle cancer patient that I met in the clinic was 12. Wow. So this incident that that former student came to me and said thank you, that actually energized me to yes. start that project in South Africa and to raise awareness. Megan says roughly uh, what percentage of men that have detected or beat testicular cancer possibly get other cancers? Um, 
Well, it's not linked. It doesn't mean if you've got testicle cancer, then it's automatically going to spread into another cancer. Yeah. It's if testicle cancer, if it's detected early, the the survival rate is 96%. All right. The four percent that dies is either they don't know it's cancer, mm. and the others are too shy to go to the doctor to get it sorted out. Yeah, I often tweet, um, "Don't die of embarrassment." So Don't die of embarrassment. Don't be too shy to save yeah. your own life. Yeah, true. Um, Finally, where can people reach you if they want to book you, maybe to have a talk at the schools? Yeah, if you Google "Love Your Nuts," the first on the first page of Google, nine out of the ten listings are linked. Um, to me so you will find me on Twitter there on Instagram yes my um, website you can contact me I gave talks at schools and I really would love to do my project full time at the moment it's a charity on the side after yes. I've done my normal day job I do these things but I really love to get the message out there and do something and change something and your favorite nuts to eat um Mixed nuts. <laughs> oh, all right. Because life is colorful. <laughs> exactly. And Gerald on Twitter says, thank you, guys. Now you got me touching my nuts. That's what we want. Gerald, that's all we need for you to do. Just check if there are any abnormalities, any lumps exactly. that feel odd. Go ask for advice. Get help. Follow me on Twitter. Um, I tweet every day to, as a reminder. Today is Marble Monday. Yes. Don't just roll them. Check them too. And Testicle Tuesday and Fantastical Friday. So you get a reminder every day. Okay, so we're on, Twitter. on Twitter, who do we look for? Love Your Nuts. Love the, Your Nuts. The handle is Love Your Nuts. Okay, thank you so much, Torsten. Thanks for having me and that I can spread the message. And hopefully this has been an eye-opener for um, every man, young man out there, every boy out yeah, there. I hope so too.